Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Trateris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what means, oh, my buddy, my cousin, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only John Malika. John, guess what, bro? We finally got to win. We got we got to win. Knicks got to win, man, after going 0-3 uh, last week. You know, well, technically one, was it? They went 1-3 uh, and because they beat the Atlanta Hawks. And what was on Saturday? I guess you don't want to call it. It's not truly in the week. Sunday, oh, Sunday to Saturday, yeah. but they went 0-3 last week. Brutal, brutal, uh, Brutal losses, but able to bounce back against uh, a weak Spurs team. But regardless, man, how are you doing today? We'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But how are you doing today, my man? What's going on? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a rough week. I was at that Bulls Knicks game. That was a rough one. Uh, I mean, the mid range King DeRozan killed us out there. I mean, two two really close games with the Nets and the Bulls. I mean. I'm I'm really okay with this. We haven't even hit Christmas yet. We're still obviously tinkering with our starting lineups. I'm ready to go, man. I'm I'm ready to go. I was never expecting to beat the Nuggets. We will never beat the Nuggets. The Joker, I mean, that's exactly what kills the Knicks. I'm really impressed with how we came back versus the Spurs, man. And honestly, through a lot of adversity. And I mean, let's jump right into it. I mean, from... Tibbs calling out R.J. Barrett and obviously R.J. Barrett responding to Tibbs changing up the starting lineup and throwing Noel in and now Mitch Robinson responding as well as Noel. I mean, where do you want to start? Uh, I guess I guess we could start with R.J. Barrett since that was the most that was the first domino to fall, which was an interesting call. And I was able to talk about on Knicks fan TV earlier this week. Interesting that Tom Thibodeau would call out his rookie or not rookie. I'm sorry, but hit like one of his young players and not anyone else on the team when the whole team hasn't really been playing up to snuff, but he called him out said he wasn't putting in the work uh, as he was last season to get himself up to that 40% three point percentage. Now you see him come against out. uh, You see him come out against San Antonio. You see him put up a good performance. He had 32 points was a plus five. Right when seven for eight from three, seven for eight from three—that's insane, absolutely insane. So you, you you'd have to think that Tibbs lit a flame, or, or gave some sort of spark for RJ to have this type of performance because RJ couldn't miss from behind arc. He was taking it to the rack, uh, doing everything that we saw RJ do when he was on that twenty point plus uh, that spree earlier this season. 
So it's a good bounce back game for you. What, what do you make out of it? I mean, first of all, shout out to Coach Tibbs. I, I, I can't get enough of him. And Jeremy Cohen, you know, shout out to him and Nick's Film School and, you know, Macri, you know, and the crew. They've been talking about how if Thibodeau is mad, if Thibodeau comes out after games and is able to criticize the Knicks, how can, how come we can't? And that kind of goes back to me, right, where I came out a little bit and just said some things about R.J. Barrett, which were, you know, he's been less than impressive this year to, to be as nice as possible. And as soon as I say anything, everyone starts yelling at me, right? <laughs> oh, you can't say this about R.J. You can't say a bad word about him. Yet the coach comes out. And he calls him out and that's okay. You know what I mean? And and that's why I love Tibbs. We're, we're on the same page. Like it, it, it's okay to call out RJ Barrett, your star player who's 21. If he's playing bad for a long stretch, you didn't call him the worst player in the world. He didn't say, I'm going to throw you in the G league. He just said, yo, he's got he's to step it up. You know what I mean? And he did. And look what happens. Look what happens when you, maybe sometimes you just got to talk about the elephant in the room. Sometimes you just have to, and it sparked a, it sparked something. The guy dropped thirty plus points. Right, my brother's at the at the Lakers Celtics game. He calls me from halftime. Uh, he's like, you know, just talking to me about uh, you know his experience, and he's like asking me about the Knicks game because I was texting him, which we'll get into later. I, I started freaking out when um, you know Mitch got you know oh, slide man. tackled. So he's like, oh my god, did Mitch get hurt? So we were talking about that a little bit too. Uh, when I told him RJ had. Seven threes and 30 plus points. He's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, I saw he had like 19 at some point when I when I checked in. So, you know, shout out to RJ Bat for responding and shout out to Tibbs, man. What coming off coach of the year, expectations are high. Team severely underperforming, especially his pickups, you know, his new free agent signings over the year. And he's adjusting on the fly. He, he's picking up his players. He's trusting his players. R.J. Barrett is letting him cook. Obviously, he was right about that. He's switching up the starting lineups. Kemba Walker, I know I know you're you're not sold yet, but he is the new Theo Pinson man. He really is. And, and he, I think he's even more important than Theo Pinson because you've seen him do it. You've seen him actually play basketball, you know, on the highest level and perform and be an all-star. So uh, it, it means a lot from him, and I, I think he's handling it so well. And it starts at the top, man. It starts at the top. So shout out to RJ. Keep it up. I'm. I hope that he doesn't go into next game trying to shoot. Uh, you know, trying to just heat check the whole way through. <laughs> but but let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you this. This game was brought to you by the one and only number thirty, Julius Randle. The way he played in that first half, he took this game. On his shoulders. If, if he could do this every game, the Knicks will be a completely different squad. If it, He just did whatever. he. Uh, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. I know this is going to sound ridiculous. And try not to take this out of context. But he played like LeBron today. He just, he, all he did today was just whatever the, whatever the defense gave him, he did it. If they wanted him to pass, he passed it. If all of a sudden he was open, he he took a shot. And at the end of the game, when they needed him to take over, he just went to his signature baseline twice in a row, bang, bang, closed out the game. I mean, in all sense of the word, he just try not to go nuts. Sorry, take it out of the contest. But for today, he, he did play like LeBron. <laughs> and if he if he's able to be this, you know, mini LeBron, this, this, this mini triple double, 
you know, go, going into it every game, if he's able to handle playing time like this, that would we, – we can win games by double digits. Like, you, you, you see what we did in that third quarter. Yeah. No, I I would – I get what you're saying with the LeBron James. I'm just going to say he let, the just, he let the game come to him. He didn't force anything. And it's nothing LeBron-esque. I mean, we saw Julius do it last year, too, where he was quickly getting the ball out of his hand, looking for guys, playmaking for everybody, setting everyone up, um, or, or just taking the shots that came to him naturally instead of just forcing so many jumpers. Definitely love what I saw from Randall tonight. And in the first half, he didn't really, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't shoot. Like, you know, he didn't connect, I should say. He didn't really force the issue. He looked for everybody else. You know, he tried to go let Burks get going, Fournier, RJ. He allowed RJ really to get going in this game. And that's what we need, man. We need RJ and Julius to be the two guys leading this team. We had this discussion, right? We know Julius is our guy right now. We he is, he is our number one option. But the number two option has to be RJ Barrett, and you have to let RJ get rolling in order for this team to be successful. I think what we saw for the last couple of weeks was that Julius was trying to force the issue and put the weight of the world on his shoulders instead of looking to his teammates to help support him and make his life easier. And when you see this type of game today, and especially allowing RJ uh, of all guys just to go and, and play his game, this is the type of game that's going to be winning basketball for the New York Knicks. And they were also playing defense today, too. Granted, the Spurs are not a lights-out shooting team, but they were playing defense. You, just, you saw more of a consistent effort especially from Mitchell Robinson. When you saw, when you watch Mitchell Robinson on the glass today, he was killing it coming off the bench. Um, Hustle hustle all over the place, man. And maybe it's funny when you put Mitch back on the bench, he always flourishes, man. Every single year that he's been in the league, he's been so good coming off the bench. It, It makes you wonder if he can actually be a start in this league or if he's just better coming off that bench role and just supplement, like just supplementing the team that way. But Sticking, finishing up with Julius Randle, love what we saw. Once the game came down and you needed him to finish, he was the closer, and that's what you needed out of him. Played a really good game today. Had 15 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block. Dude was just, he was a cattle span. You saw him pushing in transition and everything too. But let's get into the, the other the other topic that you mentioned as well today with Tibbs making some lineup changes, right? The first one was, obviously uh, benching Kemba Walker. Now today, Tibbs was mulling over up until the last second. Last second, you have to do it 30 minutes before the tip-off, before you announce announce, uh, the lineup changes. But he waited until the the 30-minute mark, announced that Nerlens Noel would be the starting center. Mitch would be coming off the bench. Um, I love love the rollouts. Shout out to to Damian Woody for retweeting uh, the funny tweet from our account. Thank you. Really appreciate (laughs) it because I love how Tibbs was just, it was like mulling this over as as something new. And it's what Nerland's Noel, as everyone pointed out today, Noel was in starters blue today for, for practice. And it's, all right. The rollout is, is is so on point because we all know that the Knicks are very conservative with their PR, with their media all over the place. And it's so funny. Like right before they're about to make a change, they send out a, a, a picture, a tweet, an Instagram, which, by the way, Knicks Jets, et cetera, hit us up, Spotify, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Apple. 
Um, you, just, you just put everything in, a, in one one big pot for soup. One big <laughs> pot. Just hit us up. They they roll they almost roll us out they almost roll it out to see how we're gonna react to it and then mm-hmm. automatically do it and it's always a positive reaction anyway I just think it's funny they like kind of like get the temperature of the room uh, right before Tibbs uh, makes his move but shout out to Mitch Robinson man uh, you know it's, it's, sometimes it's about the horses right like it, Mitch Robinson came out today like you said was all over the place was hustling on the floor was getting the rebounds and honestly like ending the game with 10 more rebounds than the San Antonio Spurs today is almost a misnomer. Like it, we completely out rebounded them the whole game mm-hmm. and at the, at the end of that fourth, like they had a lot of missed layups and they got like three, four rebounds, like two times in a row. And honestly that like skewed the, the numbers there. I'm telling you the the Knicks out rebounded the Spurs. They were able to get into transition. They were able to pace and that's why they were able to honestly take a commanding lead and, and never let it go. Mm-hmm. Quickly yeah, ha- sure. ha- had a, had had a big had a big you know say in that. Although another misnomer is Quickly's plus thirteen. Yes, Quickly did well today, but two for eight from three, five from twelve from the field. He had sixteen points, but he was able to get the momentum on the Knicks side. So in that aspect, he did really well as a point guard, but he was a little, uh, a little uh, excited today with the basketball. Uh, Take a lot of ill-advised three pointers on fast breaks. Had people open. Uh, was late on one of the ones I I know Randall was pissed about it, but he was late on the Randall screen where clearly Randall wanted the screen and the pop out back to Randall, and he was just late on it. Because he he knew if you waited like two or three more seconds, he would be able to just take the screen and shoot it uh, due to the shot clock. And Randall was pissed about that. So, uh, you know, if they go in, everyone's going to be hyped, of course. And they looked like they were good. A lot of quickly shots looked like they were good. Some were short. But other than that, I have really no no qualms about it. I just I really just don't. I still don't trust our point guard play. Overall, however, if if we can make some concoction go with whether it's Burks, like you said, and whether it's D Rose, I can have his time and IQ. Like if we could like sort of have this like combination, right? Almost like the centers. I feel like we're doing the same thing at center and point guard. We just have this like kind of like mixture of these three guys, you know, back ended by anchored by D Rose and Taj. And we're just kind of like mixing it up to, to, to see who can close these games. So, you know. Shout out to Tibbs for that. You know, he's the one creating that, right? He's the one creating, you know, this this concoction at point guard and center. And, you know, coach of the year is being coach of the year. I mean, that that's all I could say. And to be honest with you, most improved player, he's um he, he showed out today. He, he he was clearly the best player on the court today, even though obviously RJ Barrett had the points to show. Mm-hmm. Randall was Far and ahead, the best player on the court today, even though he, he shot four times in the first half. So shout out to the Knicks, man, and shout out to Tibbs. Yeah, man. And, and then just to follow up with both uh, Robinson and, and quickly, you know, Robinson today had 14 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, really had a lot of putbacks, a lot of emphatic slam dunks today. Uh-huh. It was just a monster, dude, just a monster cleaning up all these shots. And it looks like he's getting back in there. You know, it was reported that he lost a little bit more weight. 
Uh, it went down from 280 to 270. Now he's down to 265. He saw more mobility. He didn't look as winded as last game. And he was mentioning how he was winded early in games, but he didn't really look that winded today, man. Uh, I don't know. He may, It's maybe because he played uh, 22 minutes and he gave 26 to Noel. So you were just kind of balancing it out, you know, thanks to Tibbs. That way he was still energized enough to really make an impact uh, on defense and on the boards. But 14 rebounds, man. And just overall, you talked about it. Knicks had a lot of rebounding today. Look, you had Nerlens Noel who had six, who had nine, I mean, overall rebounds. And usually he's not our be- he's not usually the best rebounder, but he had nine boards today. Randall had seven. RJ had five. Burks had four. Uh, yes, like I said, Robinson had 14. Quickly had five today. Quickly had five boards today. Not bad, man. Not bad for him uh, for yeah. being an undersized guard. Catch- Listen, Spurs were catching up and trying to shoot threes. And we all know when people shoot threes, it's long rebounds, and that comes on the guards. So, yeah. I mean, it, it all accumulates. It's almost like, I mean, I don't like, I don't want to go too much into football, but it's almost like, you know, running backs get more opportunities when, you know, they're up in the game. And that's exactly, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same idea. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that IQ just, chills out and is able to take care of the opportunity. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't like get too excited. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But again, now, now wrapping up with Emmanuel quickly, and then we can really uh, dive into what we saw like the last week. Um, it's tough, man, because he's, you see that this team is trying to expand quickly's role to being that point guard. And everyone's like, he's the point guard, you know, or, or saying like, Hey, want him to be the point guard and they want to see him be in the starting rotation and, and take that command. And I mentioned this on Knicks fan TV, you know, I like the idea of seeing what you have in manual quickly, but I also understand that if you throw off the balance too much with what he's comfortable with, which is being that second guard off the bench with Derek Rose and giving Derek Rose the majority of playmaking and allowing quickly to ease in. I think you're just shaking up a lot and he hasn't really found out that balance yet to know when it's him and then when it's everybody else. It's a delicate balance. And that's why point guards take four to five years because that type of strategy of just reading the court, knowing who to get the ball to, understanding when to call your number, it's a very delicate balance. It's one of the most difficult positions to play. And that's why we've been looking for a point guard for the last 20 years because it's so hard, man. Look, we thought Mon Shumper could be that point guard and he wasn't that. People were like, oh, maybe Jeremy Lin could do that. And He's okay, but nothing to write home about. You know, being a point guard, I don't think everyone understands, like, how you have to set up the offense, especially when you need to play the half court. (laughs) You need, like, figuring out how to set up the half court offense is not an easy task, and at least Derek Rose knows how to. And the other thing about Emmanuel quickly is, you know, he was able to get into the teeth of the defense somewhat today, but not truly effectively. Like he had a nice turnaround jumper. He loves to go to the floater. His layup package is, is, is slowly starting to develop, but it's not consistent enough where he's, where I could say I'm comfortable knowing that when he attacks that paint, they really have to honor him in every single facet of the game where that really starts to open up everything else for his teammates. So Still a learning process, still a curve, but hey, you got to give him these opportunities, and that's what he's getting. He's getting opportunities to learn in real time, and that's what we should expect from him and take that as. So I like what I saw from him overall. Still learning progress, you know, uh, to be a point guard, but 
The one thing I do like from quickly this season is that he's starting to utilize a jumper, mid-range jumper. Not it's not it's not super frequent, but we're starting to see it. And his defense is really taking a step up. And I like the fact on how he's able to read the court and how he's slowly adapting that playmaking ability. Still more to learn, but I, I like the progress I'm seeing so far. Well, let's go. You know, that's this game, man. We know we it was kind of like a cruising. We kind of cruised to, to to victory here over the San Antonio Spurs. Well, let's get into to last week, man, because last week was was pretty frustrating. The last time we recorded, you know, we we had faced the Brooklyn Nets. We we had talked to to Larry Hammonds over uh, Rotten Apples and contributor Hoops Habit, and we had the whole spicy take on Kemba Walker. But last week was really frustrating, man. I know you, I know we touched on it uh, on the loss to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we, we also touched on how, you know, the, the disappointing loss to the Denver Nuggets. But I, I can't live – I can't get too high off this win because we should beat the Spurs. The Spurs aren't really a good team, so we should beat them today as we did. But – I'm They've still give the Knicks some credit. They've been hot. The Spurs have been hot. Deontay yeah, Murray. Spurs... I mean, yeah, sure. They've been hot, but still, I I felt coming to this game that we should win regardless because we have more talent. We have the capability to beat to work in the paint more so than the Spurs. And that's what we did. Um, but how do you feel about this team right now, man? What what I know we just got the win today. It's good that we're that we got the win. We're back to 500. How are you feeling though? Like, what are your thoughts right now about this team? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're back to 500. But, you know, more importantly, in the last week, I mean, the Denver loss, again, that's always an L, man. We just can't guard the Joker. He He's, you know, quote-unquote, the MVP of the league, you know, in some circles. That, that's fine. The Bulls game was very disappointing because, number one, the Bulls were running the same play over and over and over. And the pick and roll high screen to Vucevic collapse, dish it out to the corner happened like seven, eight times. If Lonzo ball hits two threes that were wide open, if a couple other bulls maybe hit two threes that were wide open, we're getting blown out of this game. Like the Randall free throws didn't even bother me as much as it bothered everyone else, but I'm sure it bothered him a lot. And yeah, they didn't really respond versus the nuggets, but we're a different team now. Like you see, the progression of the team every time they make a, ch- a change in the lineup, right? They change the lineup with Kemba. You see how they change. They change the lineup with Noel. You see how they're progressing. So uh, I'm, I'm, I see them climbing right now. So I'm excited about it. The Nets loss was also just disappointing because it was close. It was just a hard fall game. The refs got, you know, their hands into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both teams were disappointed with the refs. It was just annoying. The ref report came out, kind of was on our side, but, you know, is what it is. I'm I'm excited to kind of pull away from this three-game losing streak and kind of get a three-game winning streak on. That's how I feel right now. We're at 500. I see two Ws coming right around the corner. We got the Knicks Pacers tomorrow. Uh, tonight, if you're listening to this podcast, right? And then on Friday, we got the Knicks at Raptors. Like, those should be two wins right away. So I'm feeling good, man. I trust Tibbs. I, I, I trust the mojo of this team. Like, for example, why Kemba Walker is, is I would argue, better or more or at, at better at the Theo Pinson role than Theo Pinson himself. Look how Mitch reacted, man. 
Look how Mitch Robinson reacted to being benched for Nerlens Noel on a contract year. It, it, it's huge the way he played today. And it's probably because he's staring at Kemba Walker, a guy who, you know, has the accolades in college, which Mitch Robinson doesn't has, doesn't have. Got the contract, which Mitch Robinson wants. Has the accolades in the NBA, which, you know, Mitch Robinson, you know, dreams about at night. And Kemba Walker sitting there cheering everything. is being benched. He's not even getting a minute of play. You know what I mean? They're asking him, like, what are you thinking about in the postgame, you know, in the pregame? He's not getting a single minute. And look how he's acting. And that's contagious. And that that's how Mitch Robinson's reacting to it. So I'm really excited about the trajectory of this team, man. I expect to go into the Pacers tomorrow and wreck them. And think about it. Think about the last time we were playing the Pacers. And think about where the Knicks are at now. You know, that, that should tell you everything. I expect the Pacers are trying to trade everyone and the Knicks are ready to go. So yeah, I expect, I expect to really go into Indiana and take care of business. Well, Hey, look, you're talking about Shams Charnia, right? And the news that broke today uh, on Tuesday where the Indiana Pacers are looking to, they're open to trading miles Turner, Devonta Sabonis and uh, Karis Levert. And we know the Knicks have uh, some ties to wanting to trade for, for Miles Turner. And, and we can touch on that if, if you want to. I think we should. But I, I don't disagree that the Knicks should go in, that the Knicks sh- shouldn't be able to beat the Pacers on a back to back game, especially since they also lost TJ McConnell. It looks like the Pacers are trying to get younger. They're trying to do a whole rebuild um, under Rick Carlisle, which kind of makes sense. They have these, like, with with relation to like NBA age, like middle age veterans that, you know, if you want, if you have them on the Pacers, are you really going to go anywhere? You're not, you're not really going to be winning a championship with this team, but you're not really going to be losing a lot of games with them either. And they may want to be going, they may want to go in a different direction where they're starting to think about, Hey, what's, Let's start, let's blow this thing up and uh, really start all over and start getting ready for the future because we're looking at the Bucks, we're looking at the Bulls. You know, you look at all these other teams around the NBA and they say, why not just collect some assets for some of these guys who do have value right now? Like Malcolm Brogdon has some value. Karis LeVert has value. Miles Turner has value. These guys have value. Um, it's not this crazy, like, trade package value that some people may be thinking out there, but there's there's value in those guys. So I think for regards to the Knicks taking on the Pacers tomorrow, if you're the Pacers and you hear this type of news, yeah, why, why do you want to come up and show out tomorrow when uh, you're you're throwing around in trade rumors and you're, you might not even be here starting December 15th, next week, trade deadline, or tra- not trade deadline, but uh, trade trade season begins. Trade season begins, my man. Yeah, trail trade season begins because the contracts that were signed over the summer are officially eligible to be traded. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the motivation's always there with the Pacers or Knicks. But you said it right, man. I mean, Rick Carlisle's coming in. He's 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 assessing the situation, and he's about to make changes to make it his team. You know, I mean, these aren't been, his type of players. He benched Demontis Sabonis the other night. I know, man. He's I I you know, let's just tangent off on the trade real quick. I I know I know we're, we we want to say Knicks and Pacers. But before we get into that, I see Sabonis going to the Kings. I would love to see him in Sacramento. And I see some guards looking pretty good with Carlisle. Like Buddy Heald and Carlisle, that, that looks nice to me. But moving on to the Knicks, 
If you're talking Miles Turner, that means we have to get rid of uh, Mitch Robinson, who, again, we're talking Carlisle. That's a prototype for Rick Carlisle is Mitch Robinson. He has him young. And on the other side, he hates Nolan Zoel. Nolan Zoel has a fight with Rick Carlisle. He was, he's doing Dallas. Like, he has a whole issue. So obviously, it's not Nerlens. So if, yeah. it, if, it, if it is Miles Turner, and obviously it's not going to be Sabonis because of Randall. So if it is Miles Turner, it's going to be sure Mitch. And I know we're coming off an emotional high versus Spurs game where he killed it off the bench. And that's the thing with Mitch, man. He's going to he's gonna give you highs and he's going to give you lows where he's injured for, you know, games or he's a monster like today getting double doubles almost, you know, solely with offensive rebounds and putbacks. So uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I would kind of just rather ride it out with Mitch and not trade him for Miles Turner. I, I, if if Miles Turner has to come to this team, like you got to, you got to take Noel, and I, and that's just not going to happen. So yeah, and it's tough. I, because... I don't see. I just don't see any of these. The only possibility of, of of any of these trades is maybe like Levert for Fournier, but that just seems silly. I don't see. I don't see Levert for Fournier is silly. Uh, I guess we could do this now. And if you're looking at trading Mitch for Turner, I'm not totally against it. I'm not. It doesn't make me excited. It doesn't make me like upset either. Like you could, you know what I mean? Like upset. A little. It makes me a little upset. It makes like upset to the degree where I'm like going to be pulling my hair out. No, like I would be sad. I would be sad. <laughs> I'd be saddened because you know we have such high hopes for Mitch because he is he is the guy who started this whole this whole process, man. Like he was the he was the bright light for when this team was yeah. very, very dark. I, I love Mitch. Yeah, like look, he I remember when you know it was him, Knox, and Alonzo Trier, and you're looking up at the stats, and out of all the rookies, he had the highest effective field goal percentage. You're like, wow, this guy. This guy of all the rookies, out of all the rookies, and you're like, this is something to to hang our hat on. This is this is a good pick. You're watching him getting multiple blocks, six blocks in a game. You're seeing him just high flying all over the place. Like salute to Mitch for being the start of this whole like coming around as like a, a decent team. But when it when it comes down to do you trade him? Do you keep him? I mean, obviously, I'd love to keep Mitch and everything works out. He's the center that we need. This, that, and the third. But if we're talking, if you're if you're the Knicks and you're looking at injury, if you're looking at consistent play on the court, if you're looking at we don't know how he's going to turn out because he hasn't he's not down to weight. He looks like he could just another injury is just like right around the corner because he's always getting hurt. Like even today, man, he hurt his back. Like he he fought through it. So yeah, that was to- such a freak injury, dude. He literally got slide tackled. Like I deserve the other. I card. know. I know, no, I know, I know, and that was the same thing last season too. Like he had two, yeah, he had two freak, freak injuries. Injury. Yeah, but the, and there's some guys who just are just so who who attract that type of stuff, and it's just <laughs> unfortunately it happens. Fortunately, it happens. But when you watch him play and you see him dominate like today, you're like, ah, oh, do we really need to go out for Miles Turner? Do we really need a guy who is a stretch big, but he's not even really that great of a stretch big, like? The thing with Miles Turner is that he's overpaid, and so you'll get that contract, and you're like, eh, is he actually worth this? Yeah, it's more be- about my love for Mitch here. It's not even about Miles Turner for me personally. I wouldn't mind, like, I wouldn't be upset if the Knicks traded Mitch. 
and the trade package I'd probably have to work to get Miles Turner because, and I don't think Miles Turner is really worth a lot of assets. Um, yeah, Mitch, the thing, Mitch is a lot of assets to me. That's what I'm he, he if, would if be, you want Knox in a pick, no problem. But then we have yeah, a that's not going to happen. Center, that, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen though. Yeah. But the the realistic trade just to even get something, I think you'd have to trade Mitch. You'd have to trade Knox. Yeah, potentially Kemba Walker just to get the contracts to match up. Yeah, that that'd be the contract to match up, and then you could trade in a first. You could put in a first round if you want to. Jeez, uh, yeah, I know, uh, I know. That would be like that would be like that would be like. I wouldn't even want to do miles for for Mitch straight up. I know I'm crazy, but like I would sit there for hours, like days, thinking about that. So why I would know. I add stuff? You know, I, I think know. the thing is like that's my perspective. I can't go off like one game. Like Mitch has put like he started off the he started off the season really well, had him miss a couple games, was sick. Now it was looked like he was laboring. Now it looks like he's coming back on strong. Um, and it's a long season, so you don't even have to do this trade on December fifteenth. You could still have some time and wait until the trade deadline to really figure things out. It doesn't have to be now, but it would be the guys I mentioned. You could throw in. You could throw in a protected first. It doesn't have to be like an unprotected first. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You can give you can give a protected first because, in my opinion, I think it's fair enough to give. Uh, if you're giving him a protected first and Mitch, which is really the bulk of the deal for Miles Turner, who, quite honestly, has underperformed for that contract value. I think that's fair, fair enough. And you're giving the other two guys as just. I, look, honestly, you're also doing the paces a favor because if you give him Kemba Walker. They lost TJ McConnell. He's out for the season. You're giving them a good point guard to come off the bench to organize that team. You're helping them out too. So, but that depends. And like you could say, well, what's Kemba Kemba Knox in the pick? That's my that's my final offer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, We're gonna beat them. Yeah, we're gonna beat them. All right, I'm done. I'm confident that we're gonna beat them. Well, well, win streak. Yeah, we'll get a two two game win streak. I think Um, three. Against the Raptors, you ever beat the yeah. Raptors? Give him some, yeah, yeah. Uh, give him some payback. Yeah, well, right. we we this, this this is a this is a payback road trip, baby. Let's go. Let's okay. let, let's pay back this week. Let's pay back these uh, these opponents that creamed us just last week. We have the tape on them. Things even out. We got a new lineup. We're ready to go here, and we 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 see the Bucks and the Warriors coming right up. Like we we oh, need boy. these. We need these wins. Got the Bucks, Warriors, and and Steph is a. Uh, He's bad. You know, Steph's, you know Steph's circling MSG, man. You know Steph is circling MSG. And Pool, dude. Pool's nasty. Pool, yo, Pool is really good. Pool is really, really good. Um, Yeah, man. Before we finish up and, and just wrap up the rest of the week, I, I just want to ask you uh, this question, though, because it was written in The Athletic, even though RJ bounced back today. You, you had to see the shooting numbers. A 55 wide open three, shooting 21% for RJ Barrett. Obviously, he cured that like for for today's game. But do you think do you think this is the start of RJ bouncing back? Do you think this is really? I know we touched a little bit on it, but do you think this is the real this is the real bounce back for RJ? Now we're going to see RJ attack as we saw tonight. Yeah, man, and I think it's okay to criticize and tell the truth. Like it's the same thing with Zach Wilson. It's the same thing with RJ Barrett. It's okay to tell the truth. If he, if two years ago he's leading the league from the corner from shooting three point percentage, we talk about that. If this year he can't make a bucket, we talk about that. I mean, the man is playing the most minutes in the NBA almost. You know what I mean? It's, 
it's fine. We we have to just discuss it. And sometimes, again, like I said earlier in this episode, when the elephant in the room is addressed, finally you're able to let go of that, you know, that weight on your shoulder and just chill, man. Uh, seven for eight for three is not going to happen every game. Okay, he's not he's not going to do this every game. It's a little bit of an overcorrection, and mm-hmm. he need, he's going to need a couple of those, obviously. So I don't expect that. I expect some ups and downs, but I don't expect any more slumps. He goes into a slump every year so far. Maybe he's finally out of it. I mean, again, this Pacers game, nice game to RJ for to you know get on top of things. The Raptors game as well. Maybe even then, the, you know, the the weird Sunday noon game too. Matinee against the Bucks. We'll see. I I definitely see RJ picking it up this week. So. I mean, to be honest with you, I wish I could. I, honestly, I wish I could bet on this. I wish if this, I wonder if this is a thing. I'm going to go out of a, on a limb right now, and that maybe this will give you answer to your question. I think RJ is going to win Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Wow. Yeah, I think it's possible. I really All right. do. And to, just to say, like, what type of turnaround that would be? Last week he was averaging uh, 8.5 points, 43.8 field goal percentage. Uh, 14% from three last week between those three games. All right. We had four rebounds, one assist. That'd be quite the turnaround. It was a negative 77.5. It was a negative 7.5 uh, last week. That'd be quite a turnaround for RJ to win player of the week. So, man, it's up to, R- it's up to Julius Randle if RJ Barrett is going to keep doing what RJ Barrett's doing. And like you said, Sabonis next game. He's at, he's been kind of on weird terms with the coach. Randall's so going to shine. Randall's going to shine. I don't think it's strange. I think it's because he calls out plays and certain players don't like that. <laughs> it's just is what it is. That's that's just the way he rolls. Um uh, so Ricardo, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I think that it, it, Randall and Barrett are going to have another big game versus Pacers and then Barrett's going to keep it going versus the Raptors. Go back right, home. I'm ready. Go to, I'm ready. Go to go to Canada and uh, oh, go yeah, to. Can- forgot about that. The Maple Mamba. Yo, dude, this is RJ eats the conference player of the week, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love the optimism. All right, we got John walking in. Uh, RJ Bear for Eastern Conference Player of the Week. My what last thing about before, RJ. I think he'll bounce back, man. I think he'll. I don't think it'll be like this what he did tonight, but I think he'll even out if he can get some twenty. If he gets two, if he gets two twenty point games in a row, that is definitely. In the realm for uh, Easter Conference player in the week, he hit that thirty burgers today. I know he hit the thirty. He hit the thirty. He's getting. It was wild. That was kind of wild. Yeah, no. It it looks like he's starting to recover back from that illness that he had. But the last thing I want to talk about. That's what I call it. (laughs) The last thing I want to talk about before we finish, before we wrap up with the the remainder of the the week, is that Quentin Grimes, man. I need to get. I need this kid to get some minutes. I, I know Tibbs has now shortened the rotation to really nine guys uh, now that Kem- Kemba has been benched. But I don't like to see Grimes get a little more minutes, man. I don't like to see him not just coming for closing out a half or a quarter. I like to see this kid because he is tenacious on defense. He can shoot the three ball. You need to get him some repetitions. I know it's not going to be consistent every single night, but – I just like to see it, man, especially with that second unit. I just like to see it. Like, I was watching this game today, and I'm seeing Burks in there for a straight 14 minutes. Straight 14 minutes. 
Come on, man. <laughs> okay, Days that's what you want. That's what you want. Yes, that's what I want. Like, yo, okay, come on, coming from Burks, man. Like, okay, that's fair. Like, give this man a little bit of relax. Like, he's he's out there for fourteen. You played him the entire first quarter. Now you run, let him run back with the natural second unit. I'm looking at this game like, is Tibbs really about to push this man to like the 15 minute mark and then pull him out? What is, this man's this man's leg is going to be jelly. That's where I'm looking for Grimes to get just a little bit of minute. I like what he did though. You know, he brought back R.J. Barrett in for uh, for Burks, and then you had that really youthful, except for D. Rose lineup where you had D. Rose quickly, R.J. Toppin, Mitch. That's a fun lineup. I like that. Yeah, I like that lineup. It is. It's a, it's a fun lineup. I do like that lineup, but I think just for that spurt, bring Grimes, man. Just let him, let him go, let him go to work. Okay. Let's see what happens. I mean, uh, uh, if you want to cut Burks by like two minutes and give Grimes like two minutes instead of zero minutes and minus three, which I feel so bad for him. <laughs> he came in there and it's such a tease, dude. It's such a tease. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, D Rose, 22 minutes. That's fine. IQ. Yep. I mean, he could have came out a little bit earlier, but I mean, he's fine. I'm not going to nitpick. You know what I mean? I, I I I can see what you're saying. Get Grimes in there a little bit. That's fine. He he didn't really impress much. I he does come in when Tibbs is frustrated with the with the defense, so he's just got to be ready. And yeah, the concoction is there. I mean, Tibbs has made it known he's willing to go position by committee, center by committee, point guard by committee. So you just 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 stay alert, man. Just stay alert. Somebody tweaks their ankle. It's Grimes' Grimes's next man up. That's a fact. That's a fact. But let's finish up, man. We we already gave our picks for the Knicks defeating uh, the Pacers. You got you got them beating uh, the the Raptors. Yeah. Now that I, I mentioned that RJ is going back to Canada. Hell yeah! Family's going to be there. He's a conference of the week. Gotta got, got give RJ <laughs> his win back in uh, Canada, Canada land. Uh, to be so honest, though, this is this is like this will be such a growth game because typically RJ will go like two for sixteen or he's excited like that. So I'm hoping yeah. this is like a big, you know, growth game as well. Yeah, no pink suit, none of that. Yeah, just buckets. Uh, pause. But yes, hopefully pause. this is a good. No pink suits. Is, no, no. The what you said before that, I won't. I won't say it. But I, I remember what I said anymore. It's, uh, it's but yes, it's, I hope it's twelve thirty after this game. I hope this is a good game for, for RJ to, to, for like a welcome home, welcome home game, welcome home for RJ in Canada, hometown team. I hope RJ puts up a good show. The last one is, uh, well, actually not the last one. We got quite a while to get back, uh, to, uh, to Windsor, my man, but we got the Milwaukee bucks. I'm taking that as an L. I'm just going to take this W, but that's just for fun. I don't actually believe that in my heart of hearts. This is a total <laughs> fandom pick, but it is it is a Sunday twelve o'clock game. Who who knows what goes on, man? One one of these teams is going to not be awake in the first quarter. It's probably going to be the Knicks, but I'm holding out hope right now. Okay, give me I'm the Knicks take, W. I'm going to take give me a little. Give me a four game. Give me a four game winning streak. I don't I don't feel great about it. Obviously, realistically, this is going to be three wins in a row and then the two L's. But I'm 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 going with my with my Sunday weird. Opposite day, noon time kickoff, right before right before football. Come on, give me that. Give me that weird W. We've, we've done it before. We've beat the Bucks before. This, we're, either, we're either gonna be a close game, we're gonna win this, or we're gonna lose by twenty seven. So, like, I just hope it's uh, the latter. 
I don't think it's going to be that monstrous of a of a loss, but I do think the Knicks will lose to the Bucks. Um just because the Bucks are surging at this point, they're really making a making a uh, making a stance for why they won the the finals last year. So I think that this is just going to be another game showing that the Bucks are here to stay. Week in game, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Unless they start to rest guys, I see this as a Bucks winning uh, this game because they're trying to make a statement in the league. Uh, they are try- they're trying to make a rush back for that top of a uh, top of uh, the conference man. They want to make sure they're number one again. And then after that, Tuesday, we got the Warriors in town playing the New York Knicks. You know, Steph Curry is going to be going to be here. Uh, maybe we'll see a Clay Thompson return. Who the hell knows? Uh, Warriors are just back. hooping, man. I they are. They, I love Clay. They are hooping, hooping. <laughs> Warriors are hooping, hooping out here. And I am terrified of this game because I saw what they did to the. I was with our boy Los, uh watching when the Warriors play the Bulls and they smacked the living daylights out of them by 20 in Golden State. Uh, I don't know if Warriors will beat us by 20. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna but I got. But this game, Warriors are coming in. I was just as the guard in this game. I I can't I can't afford Warriors Knicks tickets, but if I could somehow slide in there, I'll uh, actually try to make that happen. Actually, because this is a national TV game, Knicks will show up. They will show up. They will not get embarrassed on this game because they have been doing pretty well on on national TV. They haven't been getting embarrassed. They have True. not been getting embarrassed. So the Knicks won't be embarrassed on the, against this one, but they will lose because the Warriors are very good. <laughs> so Alex got the cover. Alex is covering. Yes, covering take the, the cover. I'm, I'm, cover, I'm covering the Bucks game. I don't think we're going to cover Warriors. I think we're covering the Warriors. We're going to cover the Warriors. I think we're going to cover the Warriors just because everyone's going to be awake to show up on national TV and not look like an embarrassment. <laughs> You could like, so, you, you, you be embarrassed when you're when you're playing the Bucks someday and you're on just MSG. No one's no one's paying attention. People are paying attention when uh, TNT, Ernie, Ernie and the crew. Uh, you, you don't need we don't need Charles Charles Barkley being out. This is just terrible. <laughs> that's fair. That's actually fair. All right. So, so I got I got I'm hoping for three and one, but realistically two and two. And you're catching the two and two, which hopefully. That gives them that, that gives us a three game win streak and a two game losing streak, and then beat the Rockets after that. Celtics on prime time. I mean, we're, we're, I'll be we're at that Celtics here. game. I'll be at Maybe that Celtics Celt- game. We're cooking. We're cooking, man. Yes, sir. I'll be at that Celtics game, uh, December eighteenth, eight thirty p.m. It'll be a good time. Be a good All time. Right, so the, the the Bucks game is hopefully going to be our X factor in here. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. we 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 we, kinda, we hopefully know how the rest of this uh this slate is going, but. That's it for me, man. I'm I'm hyped for I'm hyped for the Knicks, dude. I'm hyped for the Knicks. Me too, man. It was a good win today. Uh, we can hang our hat that they are now bounced back. Twitter can now not be in shambles and <laughs> see these ridiculous trick guys. No one. I just want to say this. No one is taking Kevin Knox and who who else was this trip? I forget. Who I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't handle it. Look, man. No no one's taking Wayne Seldon, Kevin Knox. And a Charlotte <laughs> protected pick <laughs> for Miles Turner or anybody. Please, please stop. It doesn't even work. It just does not even work. Please stop with these shenanigans. Just stop. Oh, man. But everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode. 
of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating and to leave a comment if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. But if you don't, that's okay. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. On top of that, we are now on the YouTube. As I always say, the YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Please make sure to hit that like button and also hit that notification bell so that way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're there, we got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, they go down the the slate for the NFL. Like I always say, they're getting ready for the NBA uh, betting odds. All right, so make sure to check those guys out. Always, always doing some good work over there. And and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it. We love to interact we with you guys. We are there as always. We love to interact with you guys. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another next episode. We'll be back later this week for another Jets episode. All right. We'll catch you later, everyone.